This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? I need to make a call. Yeah, you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago, Ron. So go. Well, our next guest just pulled off the biggest and boldest deal of the summer. Minnesota General Manager Rick Spielman struck the trade that brought the Vikings quarterback Sam Bradford in exchange for a first and fourth round draft pick. And maybe, just maybe, put the Vikings back in the Super Bowl mix after last week's loss of Teddy Bridgewater. Rick Spielman, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on this afternoon. First question, Rick. How much better do you feel about your position of quarterback now than you did at this time last week? You know, after if you after we went through all we went through last week, and I honestly can say, and I think our coaches and our team feels that we're better as a Minnesota Viking organization and a Minnesota Viking team now than we were there uh, last Tuesday evening when we uh, saw the incredible and uh, you know injury that uh, that Teddy sustained during practice. Rick, on September 1, you said that uh, you had the utmost confidence in Sean Hill that he can take you where you want to go. Two days later, you pulled the trigger on this deal. So what changed? <laughs> I, I don't think anything has changed. I think as we sat there and, and weighed all our options, but I just kept coming back to myself. Uh, Sean Hill's age, Sean Hill has never played a 16-game season. There, we don't. Ha- there's no question that I think we had the confidence in Sean Hill going in that he can manage his offense and win us games along with our defense. And I think we have some pretty good supporting casts around the quarterback. I think the question I kept asking myself is, what happens if Sean Hill goes down? Then what? And that's when it kind of the reality hits. You have to do something. You just can't stand pat. I know we spent a lot of time uh, upgrading our roster this offseason, trying to improve the offensive line adding another another draft class to the three previous classes and coach Zimmer and his staff have done an unbelievable job developing the young talent that we have here and to put all that time and effort into it and heading into coach Zimmer's third year and to deal with what we had to deal with last Tuesday I just felt there was no way that that we could just stand packed and I, I had a lot of conversations with the coaches uh, with our ownership and you had to do something where you had to be as aggressively as you could to try to fill probably the hardest position on your football team, but you had to do it within 48 hours. You know, Bobby Bethard, friend of all of us, always used to uh, talk about trading number ones, and he, he would trade number ones all the time, but it seemed almost every year. But most general managers are loath to do that. Uh, how hard for was it for you to let your fingers go on that number one pick and, and let it leave? Uh, there are a couple things behind that. One, I think of you know, over the uh, last maybe five draft classes, we've had seven or eight number one picks because we were very aggressive moving up into the first round numerous times in a three-year span. Also, knowing that you have still eight draft picks heading into next uh, into the 2017 draft, we have a two, two threes, two fours, and then the rest of our uh, picks. And we have a history of moving up and down in the draft very aggressively. So knowing that you potentially have the ammunition 
to move up into the first round and still get a first-round pick next year or move back and accumulate even more picks. Uh, my goal has always been to get 10 picks, but we've been pretty good at uh, finding guys in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds, you know, from Everson and Griffin a couple years ago in the fourth fourth round. Uh, Denell Hunter, who I think surprised everybody last year, was a third-round pick. Stefan Diggs in the fifth round. We had some guys that really stuck out in this rookie class, too, um, that ended up making our team are going to be uh, contributors that we found in the third day. So it's always hard to give up your first-round pick, but you have, to, you have to understand you're not in the offseason or you're not right before the draft or you're not even at the beginning of training camp where you have time to haggle. This was, I knew the situation we're in, and unfortunately, but there's a lot of smart people in this business, so did 31 other teams. So the only way you can make and a move like this is I knew you're going to have to pay a premium, and that was the only way you're going to get something done. And you know, with eight days left in the you know preseason before you you open up the regular season, and I know it had to be a very difficult decision for Philly too, and dealing with Howie and giving up their starting quarterback. Uh, and I know they drafted a young guy that they think is going to be their franchise guy who's a very talented quarterback. But to have a team willing enough to give up their starting quarterback, also I know you're going to have to pay a premium. We're speaking to Minnesota General Manager Rick Spielman on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com. And, Rick, um, since you said you, you paid a premium and there was an urgency to make something happen here, which there was, I know you believe and have said you, you think that Sam Bradford played as well as anyone in the last three games of last year, and that he's a good fit for your running team. Uh, simply, he, he doesn't have to throw all that much. But he's missed parts of three of the past four seasons with injuries. Is this more than paying a premium? Is this a high-stakes gamble? Well, of course, yeah. I don't know if, uh, if anyone would say it wouldn't be, at least everything I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, if it's but, any solace, I, Bobby Bethard went through the same thing. <laughs> but I would say this, though. I would say a couple of things. Uh, one, having Pat Shermer on our staff, who has coached him not only in St. Louis but in Philadelphia, gave us great insight on Sam. And two, our athletic trainer, Eric Sugarman, has worked in Philadelphia. So the relationship, once we were granted permission to get all the medical records, we got all the information we could, all the MRIs, et cetera, et cetera, had our doctors and our medical staff determine, you know, if he was healthy and he came in past the physical with flying colors and we don't have any concerns from a medical standpoint. I also think that when you do have a top 10 rushing offense, and we've had that for a while here, especially with 28 in the backfield, um, and the way that we've improved our protection and our offensive line, that hopefully he won't be uh, getting hit as, as much as he has through his career. So that's all yet to be determined, but those are some of the determining factors that went into it. Rick, you mentioned Adrian Peterson. He's 31, so the window is, is going to be closing on him. Was that part of the reason you had to go out and get a quality quarterback to give him a chance these next two years to, to win a Super Bowl? I, I just think I don't want to just say Adrian Peterson, and please don't uh, deny tell him that because he's going to play till he's 40. <laughs> when everybody said he couldn't come back from an ACL, he's probably would have had his best year of his career the following year but I think it just when you look at our overall team and where we're at and maybe if we're we're in year one of coach Zimmer's program and 
you know, building through the draft, that, that that's a different circumstance. But the energy and effort that we've put in to build this thing, and, you know, we went from 7-9 to nine to winning the division last year, and I think we have a pretty good team to potentially take another step forward this year. I think you also have to look at the circumstance you're in and where your team is, and that played a big factor into it as well. You know, every doctor I've ever talked to when anybody gets hurt, you know, they're ahead of schedule. Some I was always behind schedule when I got hurt. They're always ahead of schedule. So, <laughs> so I'm kind of wondering what's the early Did prognosis. Did anyone ever say it was a bad surgery? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a very successful yeah, right. surgery. Yeah, just one time you like them say, oops, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, man, did I screw that surgery up? My fault. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this guy ain't going to last a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what's, so, what's the early prognosis for, for uh, we how, don't how know long yet. are you looking? You know, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, he had a very significant significant injury. Uh, never seen anything like it, and it was in a in, in a non-contact situation. It was just a freak accident. There's a lot of unknown there. I know he's scheduled to get surgery here soon. Once they get in there and see, you can look at the MRIs and the CAT scans and all that, but I think until they actually get in there and, and start repairing his knee, we'll know the extent of the damage. We have a pretty good indication of that, and Teddy will attack his rehab like no one else just from his determination to get back in the type of kid he is but there's a lot of unknown out there uh when he will be ready and will he be ready i've, I've heard a variety of ranges from many expert opinions out there from uh, the medical people but we won't know hey rick we've got to go but uh, thanks for the time best of luck with sam bradford the vikings and the coming season Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Thanks Rick. Rick. That was Minnesota General Manager Rick Spielman, author of one of the gutsiest trades in years. Up next, why Chuck Colley should be in the Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.